Owen Power Watch, Eric Portillo Watch, Ryan Johnson Watch all commence. We've got a national media member taking shot at Buffalo fans, and it's an anniversary uh, for the Sabres. All of that coming up, as well as a recap of Sabres and Hurricanes and a little bit of a preview of Sabres and Panthers on the way here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Joe DiBiase here on the show. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports. The podcast account is at Locked On Sabres. And my co-host Jordan Hanskin's Twitter account is at JR Hanskin. Please uh, be sure to check out our YouTube channel and uh, like and subscribe us on YouTube. We are uh, trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. So, Uh, Any help on that front would be greatly appreciated. Uh, You could be watching the show now, though, already on YouTube. Sometimes, you know, I watch shows on YouTube channels and I'm not subscribed to them. So we would greatly appreciate anyone out there that uh, is able to hit that subscribe button. We've got a lot to get to on today's show. Paul Bissonette taking shots at the Sabres for whatever reason. We've got college hockey players from the Sabres prospect pool whose season have now ended. And we have Owen Power Watch, Eric Portillo Watch, Ryan Johnson Watch to all uh, clue in on. And then uh, a little bit on Sabres and Hurricanes from Thursday night and a little bit on Sabres and Panthers from Friday night. But first, it is a it is a anniversary for the Buffalo Sabres. And one that we don't love to, I guess, reminisce on because of how long it's been. But 11 years to the day, the last time the Buffalo Sabres made the NHL playoffs. Myers cruises in his own zone. Moves it back there to Butler. 32 seconds to go in regulation. The fans are rocking and rolling here at HSBC Arena. Both teams want the tie. Look at the forecheck. They're doing us a favor. Myers just hanging on to the puck. He says, come and get me, come and get me. Nobody wants to. Now Hartnell does, and Myers ducks it off into the corner. Ten seconds to go. Commonville's got it at center. Yo, Stanley Cup playoffs. Here come the Buffalo Sabres. Chills, right? 11 years ago today, the last time the Buffalo Sabres clinched a playoff spot. What a night that was. Fan appreciation night in 2011. All the old Sabres back in the building. The Pagulas had just bought the team. And at the time, you know, this didn't come to fruition. We were sold on the dream of hockey heaven, of money being poured into the organization, money being poured into the team. You know, talking about winning Stanley Cups, two in three years, two in five years, something Pagula made a comment uh, such as that. Um And that team had made an amazing run. They were the best team in hockey from January on. It was a fun team, scrappy underdog team. Didn't have any real star players on it. It was, you know, your Tyler Ennis's and your Thomas Vanek's and your Tyler Myers on having a great rookie year. Uh, Miller was playing great that year. You just had a lot of guys that were good. You didn't have a lot of great players. Did they have any great players on that team? Miller was a great player. Their goalie, Vanek, maybe was a great player. Pominville, but you didn't have guys at the most important positions center and defense 
that were your best players. Um, it was a great fun team though to watch and man, it's been 11 years. It's been 11 years. But what a night that was. I mean, Gerby with the spinorama goal in the third period that ties the game. Myers, even them, right there, that play, running out the clock, the fans going nuts. Danny Briere being the one, by the way, that d- d- refuses to forecheck, kind of giving the Sabres the playoff berth. They end up playing the Flyers, of course, and should have won that series, but they did not, and we have not been back since. And, you know, you don't need to twist the knife, right? We know that it's been a long time. You don't need to twist the knife. But... This Paul Bissonette, man, biz nasty. I liked this guy. I thought he was good on TNT. And you know what? I, I guess I I understand what he's doing. And I'll get to this in a second. But Paul Bissonette, former tough guy in the NHL, um, he, you know, he's becoming a bit of a troll uh, for Sabres fans on Twitter. And I, before I, well, I get into why I think he's doing it, uh, if you haven't seen it, I'll, uh, I'll just to show you, um, what, what he's been tweeting. So if you go to Paul Bissonette's Twitter account, the, uh, yesterday he tweets out, congratulations to the Buffalo Sabres and their fans on breaking an NHL record today by going 11 straight years without a playoff appearance. And then he followed that up, uh, this morning with a, a, a quote tweet of the video of the Sabres last making the playoffs and says 11 years ago, there wasn't even HD on televisions yet. Listen, I make jokes like that, right? I've tweeted even recently, the last Sabre game a playoff game was on versus right versus they didn't make the playoffs for the entire history of NBCSN. but this doing a, he's doing a bit here, right? He's trying to troll Sabre fans and he's really kind of picking up on a formula that uh, I'd like to compare to Nick Wright of Fox Sports, who was doing this with Bills fans. They're picking out the most engaged fan base. And even with the Sabres being out of the playoffs for 11 years, the building being half full, it's one of the most engaged fan bases in the NHL in the United States. And or it's maybe the most engaged fan base in the United States. And it's one of the most engaged in the entire in the entire uh, league because obviously you got the Canadian teams, but that's all Bissonette's doing. He's I, I can't believe that he's genuine. I know he he made fun of Saber fans or blasted them for booing Jack Eichel and you know like not really getting it, not really understanding it, the context of why that was happening. Um, so I think Bissonette's doing a bit here. I don't think he's that genuine, but listen. People are reading into his hands. He he's he's getting the result. The he he's getting you, you pick you find the most engaged fan base. You insult them and you watch the clicks and you watch the attention pour in. That's all Paul Bissonette is doing right now. So when I see that scroll across my Twitter feed, that's all I'm thinking. Um, so I'm just trying to let it go. I did throw a jolt at him this morning about only playing twelve minutes of playoff hockey in six years in the NHL. Uh, So I had to get my one jab in there, but I'm going to try to let it go. Otherwise, Um, unless you know what, if he wants to come, if he wants to come at me for a Twitter fight, like I'll always, always be down for that. uh, See Troy Aikman. But um, yeah, so that's what's going on right now with, with the national media member that I mentioned. Uh, We'll get to the Sabres uh, last night's game against the Carolina hurricanes and also their upcoming game against the Florida Panthers. Same deal. Save the game, tonight's game for uh, the later portion of tonight's show in case you uh, have already seen the game and you're listening to this on Saturday morning and you uh, just want to, 
you know, you don't want to hear a preview of a game you've already seen. So that's coming way later. I want to talk about Sabres and Hurricanes. And next, I want to get to what might happen and when we might see decisions made from Owen Power, Eric Portillo, and Ryan Johnson. That is on the way next here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. This podcast is brought to you by betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships, odds, podcasts, reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information on the NHL and the NBA, English Premier League Soccer, which I'm really into and can't wait for this weekend with Liverpool and Manchester City. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Sabres and Panthers tonight. Sabres and Hurricanes was last night. Before we get into both of those games, we had uh, the Frozen Four on Thursday night. Minnesota versus Minnesota State and Michigan against Denver. Michigan in the early window with featuring Owen Power, Sabre first overall pick, and Eric Portillo, third round pick from a couple of years back. They fall to the University of Denver by a score of 3-2 to two in overtime. So... Owen Power watch begins, Eric Portillo watch begins. Power, I think, is the easiest of the bunch here. Everyone is reporting it. It's easy to see he's coming to Buffalo. He's going to sign with the Sabres, if not today, tomorrow, the next day, whatever it's going to be. I would anticipate that Owen Power is going to make his Sabre debut on Thursday night. The Sabres at home hosting the St. Louis Blues gives him a couple extra days of practice time, would allow his debut to be in front of the Sabres home fan base. And as I've mentioned before, the Sabres need every reason they can, you know, whether it's putting RJ's banner uh, up to the rafters, whether it's Jack Eichel returning, they need every reason they can get right now to fill up that building. One of those reasons that could help boost the attendance a little bit is come watch Owen Powers debut as a Buffalo Sabre. So I think they're going to save that game for Thursday, but Maybe there's a chance that he plays as soon as Tuesday night when the Sabres are in Toronto to play the Maple Leafs. So that's what's ahead with Owen Power. I'm guessing if Eric Portillo, Michigan's starting goaltender, if he signs, and I'm like 50-50 on whether or not he signs, he has every reason to want to test free agency, go back to Michigan for a year, try again for a national championship, and you know, kind of avoid being part of a logjam with young goaltenders like Uke Pekalukkanen and Devin Levi. He might see the writing on the wall that I'm maybe third in the pecking order right now, so I could get easily buried on this depth chart. Let me just go play another year at Michigan. I'll enjoy that. I'll develop more. I'm not going to be in the NHL next year anyway. And it's basically, do I want to be in Rochester starting a bunch of games and maybe falling behind Lukanen and Levi at some point? Or do I want to go back to Michigan? And then do I want to pick out where I want to go? and find the the easiest pathway to me being a starting NHL goalie, not even just being in the NHL. But there's reason for Portillo to want to be here right now too. Levi, Devin Levi going back to school, kind of opens the door for Portillo to get a head start on him, to get a couple of games in with the Sabres at the end of this year, to get a full season as Rochester's starting goaltender next year. Because I would believe if he signs next year, for next year, he would be the, the Rochester Americans starting goaltender. So... That's kind of the the dilemma that Portillo has to decide upon. I'm guessing if Portillo signs, he'll be in Buffalo the rest of this season. 
And that could be something else to watch for and be excited about as a Sabre fan right now, because I think it makes the most sense to keep Ukapekalukanen in Rochester playing the majority of games. They're fighting for playoffs spots right now, play, fighting for playoff seating. Lukanen has been getting a little bit better as the season's gone on in Rochester. And I think you just keep him down there, play him the majority of games and don't really, you know, disrupt his development. Just let him kind of cook down there the rest of the way. And Portillo probably will want games in the NHL. You know, the eight, his agent will maybe push for that as, hey, I'll come, but give him the taste of the NHL right now. Let him find out how far away he really is. Maybe he'll prove to you that he's not that far away. I think giving Portillo that opportunity does a couple of things. It doesn't have a lot of downside to me. It it engages the fans a little bit more. Hey, look at this new guy that we could pay attention to. It It would make Portillo happy to give him a chance to play in the NHL. And three, there's really no downside to it because it's just Craig Anderson and Dustin Karski. Who cares if your stealing starts from them? So that's what I would offer Portillo. Hey, you're getting a head start on Devin Levi if you sign right now, and you're going to get to play with the Sabres the rest of this year, and you're going to go down to a really good AHL team next year as a starting goalie. And hey, guess what? Even though we plan on you being in the AHL, if you prove it, you have a chance to earn it, right? They don't have a second goalie right now behind Ukapeka Lukanen for next season. You could earn it. And even if we bring in a veteran, you'll be the number three. One injury. You're one injury away from being in the NHL. I think there's a sales pitch to be had there that could convince Portillo to sign. I'm not sure there is a sales pitch to get Ryan Johnson to sign. He's the one I'm worried about the most. Ryan Johnson and the University of Minnesota lose to Minnesota State in the national semifinals uh, on Thursday night. Now Ryan Johnson watch begins the 31st overall pick by the Sabres in the 2019 NHL draft after they had traded Ryan O'Reilly to the Blues. That come that pick comes from the Blues trade. I think Johnson is the least likely to sign of the trio. If I'm and because if I'm Johnson, I don't sign with the Sabres. To be honest, if I am Ryan Johnson, I do not sign with the Buffalo Sabres. The Sabres. I mean, we'll get to this, but I think they should look to trade him if that's the case. But if I'm Johnson, I do not sign with the Sabres. Why would I? The pathway to playing in this organization full time, it's very slim. It's very small. You have to, you have to, you really have to fit, fit the uh, thread the needle. You've got two guaranteed left shot defensive spots occupied, no doubt. Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power. You are automatically going to rate behind those two. They are locked in as the number one and the number two left shot defenseman in the organization for a very long time. Unless we get to some point where they need centermen and they think they could get an elite center for one of the two. Unless that happens, they Johnson's behind those two. And the third spot, it's not lock solid, but it's going to be very hard to pry that third left shot defensive spot away from Matias Samuelson. He has played, he has had a really strong season in his rookie year this year. I think Samuelson has done everything he needs to do to show the Sabres, I am your third pair left shot defenseman for a very long time. And I could play 17, 18 minutes a night and play an expanded role if I need to, depending on if you want to flip spots with me, if you want to play Darlene and Power on the same pair, one switches sides. Samuelson looks like he has some real upside. Upside and up. So let me let me refrain from saying upside because you know what the skating, the offensive ability. He could be a good defenseman, a really good defenseman, a second pair guy that the Sabers have on their third pair because of their strength ahead of him. Um, so maybe not upside, but he looks really stable, really stable going forward. 
If I'm Ryan Johnson, how am I cracking this lineup? Well, there's only one way to do it. The only way to do it is to switch sides. I got to go to the right side. And I'm not sure he's ever done that. I was looking for evidence of it, watching some highlights, reading about you know his time in Minnesota, and I have never seen any evidence that he's played an expanded amount of time on the right side of the blue line. So if you're Ryan Johnson, think about it. What do you do? If I'm Ryan Johnson, I think, you know what? I go back to Minnesota for one year, chase a national championship one more time, and then I choose my team. And rather than staying with a team that has two for sure, and probably three guys at my position that outrank me, let me go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's got one of the weakest prospect pools in the league. They're still a good team. Go play with Sidney Crosby. Maybe Latang and Malkin are still there. Tristan Jari's had a good season. And I might be like, you know what? I can make that team immediately. I don't have to any cook in Rochester at all. I go play in that team's third pair in, the, in my rookie year. I can develop into their, you know, top pair left shot defenseman because of how thin they've been. You know, if I'm Ryan Johnson, I pick a team like Pittsburgh. I find some team out there that I don't even need them to be like a dominant franchise like Pittsburgh's been. I just need to find a team where I don't have automatic young left shot defensemen that outrank me. That, that's exactly what you have currently with the Sabres. So I'm very skeptical that Ryan Johnson will sign with the Buffalo Sabres. I hope he does. I hope he does. But I'm guessing he won't. That's just my read of the situation. I don't know anything. That's just complete speculation. Um, and if that's the case, if that ends up happening, if I'm the Sabres, I trade him right now. I trade him this offseason, flip my prospect depth from the left side of the blue line to the right side of the blue line if I can, but that'll be very tough or flip it for some forward depth and uh, just go from there. All right, we'll take a timeout here. I'll talk a little bit about Sabres and Hurricanes and then also about Sabres and Panthers, which is coming your way tonight at 7 o'clock. That's coming up here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. This episode's brought to you by Bilt Bar. This is the time of year I've pretty much given up all my year's, New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like I'm not really res- – it's not a real resolution because I enjoy eating them so much. Puffs are the – Bill Bar Puffs, unbelievable. They are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are fluffy. They are 100% covered in chocolate. They have a brownie, uh, uh, not brownie, uh, brownie batter. Yeah, brownie batter flavored Built Puff that is just amazing. It's my new favorite, number one. And as someone that's doing keto, Built Bar works for my diet. Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. All right, real quick on the Sabres loss to the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't have a lot on that game. Nice to see Tage Thompson get another goal, Alex Tuck get another goal. Um, they just got boat raced in that third period. You know, good first couple periods for the Sabres, but they got run over in the third period. And Carolina, rightfully so, they were the better team. They are the better team. Of course, they get the 5-3 to three victory. Jeff Skinner. I mean, I was wrong on the anytime goal scorer bet, but two amazing assists. The first one on the Thompson goal, behind the back, getting it to Thompson and Stride, who buries a wrist shot. Made it onto Sports Center top ten as the number eight play of yesterday. Two great assists by Jeff Skinner. He was great in that game tonight. We have Sabers and Panthers. Uh, not known again, by the way. I mean, holy cow, they're playing this team a lot. It's like three times in the last two weeks. This time it's in Florida. Not known yet who will be between the pipes. Um, looking at some of the betting lines for tonight's game, the Sabers are 
a big underdog plus 350. Wow, plus 350 on the money line. Florida minus 475. The puck line Sabres minus or plus a goal and a half is at plus 155. Florida at minus a goal and a half is minus 180. So the implied win probability in this game goes to Florida 79%. They have a 79% chance to win this game according to the spread. Now, if I'm going to team bet, I'm loving that Sabres puck line. The Sabres actually have covered the puck line more than any team in the NHL this season, except LA and St. Louis. They cover the puck line the third most in the NHL this season. Now also for tonight's game, the over under is seven, seven. I have not seen that total that high all year. And you know what? Florida can score seven on their own. They just did it against Toronto the other night when they came back down five to one. Florida roars back. They tie the game at 6-6, or they tie the game. Yeah, they take the lead at 6-5. Toronto ties it. Florida gets the seventh goal of the game and win it in overtime. So they can very easily, they could get to seven themselves, no doubt. They're the most offensive team in hockey. They're the best built team offensively in hockey. But I can't go to seven, man. That is too high a number. Minus 110 on the under. I'm going under on Sabres and Panthers for tonight. But I'll be honest, I'm on a cold streak. Listen, these are bets I'm making. I'm not saying that you should. I'm just saying these are bets I'm making. If anything, maybe you honestly maybe take the uh, the opposite of what I'm doing. I don't know, but I'm on the uh, the under for tonight's game at seven, and I'm on the Sabers uh, for the puck line. All right, it's going to do it for me today on the Locked On Sabers podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. Enjoy Sabers and Panthers, and we'll talk to you. Uh, probably on Monday. We'll see. I got to check with Jordan, see if his availability is free to do a show on Saturday. Um, but otherwise we'll talk to you on Monday here on the lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen lockdown fantasy hockey host steel Roden and flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe on our YouTube channel. It'd be, uh, very much appreciated. Uh, we'll talk to you uh, on our next show here on lockdown Sabres.